Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here after all these years, after all these tears I shed. Hey guys, welcome back to I'm Still Here. I'm Heather. In 1998, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. It changed everything for us, for me, but I'm still here. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about hope. I was thinking about how so many times when you're diagnosed with cancer and uh, people are looking for things to say, they'll say that they're hoping for the best or that, you know, I think we've talked about this a little bit, God's will be done. But when I think about those statements, they don't sound hopeful to me at all because it just feels like um, so many of the platitudes that, that get said to us are really, um, they're, although they're meant to sound good, they really just sound, oh, so scary or so much like um, there's, there's no hope, right? But I, I was thinking about the word, you know, or about hope. I was thinking about actually our, our discussion, uh, the discussion that I had with Lori last week and um, how I, there was a lot of similarities. And one of them was that I think that we both just kind of kept moving forward with hope. So um, I realized that that might have been a little bit unique to us. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit more today and try to break it down for you. Um, so when I was first going through the cancer, first finding out about it, and it was so, you know, much of that tumultuous time and everything felt so out of my control. And it, it almost felt like I didn't deserve to have any hope that I didn't, um, that having hope would be almost like false hope or that it, um, it was, I don't know, how would you over, overzealous kind of to kind of be that bold to still go forward with hope. Uh, knowing that I had innumerable bone mats, knowing that uh, I was stage four, knowing that I had literally failed almost every test there was in terms of um, progression, all of those things, knowing that treatment options could be limited. It, it seemed like having hope was being unrealistic or silly or um, just maybe irresponsible even. But then I realized <laughs> that if I didn't have hope, I didn't have anything, right? That if I was going to go forward and be able to kind of put my energy into a treatment plan and into um, believing <laughs> that there could be a good outcome, I needed to have hope. Right. And I decided early on that it was, that was my job. Um, others could help me with it, but what I want to talk about today is really the things that I did or that I thought about. Um, I realized that hope was not something that was extraneous, that it was, um, I, that it was absolutely an essential part of me moving forward with stage four breast cancer. Um, I, I had to have it. I decided I was worth it. And I 
also decided that I needed to look for it. So let's talking about having, having to have it, right? That sounds weird when you say it. Um, without hope, what do you have? Where does your motivation come from? How do we face each day? I didn't have, I realized that I didn't have an answer for that, right? So like I just mentioned, um, I knew that even a little bit of hope or faith um, would, would go a long way. And so I decided to embrace that. Um, I also just uh, thought about, uh, as I was looking at my life, that um, I, didn't, I didn't need to be the judge or need to spend a lot of time thinking about whether or not I was worth it. Right. I think there's a lot of things in this life where we go through and we put a lot of um, preconceived notions on who we are and whether or not we're worth it or good enough or all of these different things. And um, that's not really up to me. It's just up to me to live the best life that I can live and to move forward when I make mistakes and... Um, to stop judging myself so harshly, right? So um, regardless of the statistics or the prognosis or anything else, um, my body deserved to have every tool avail available to it. And hope was definitely one of those. Um, I think this is something that people really struggle with sometimes. And also something that we spend too much time um, thinking about. We are our own worst critics. And uh, we beat ourselves up for not doing things the right way. We don't let things go that I, you know, that we would have let go for a child or a spouse or a friend. Um, and so I'm... I just know, I know that having hope and believing is something that you, I'm even going to say you owe it to yourself. It's, you're worth it. You're worth it to, to have hope and to, um, to move forward. Now here is the next part. <laughs> uh, hope doesn't always come like crashing through the window, right? It doesn't come uh, in ways that, uh are obvious all the time and I learned that I needed to look for it but even I'm gonna back up a step <laughs> uh, even before I needed to look for it I needed to think about things happening in a way that would be uh, positive so when I talk about um, looking for hope it means that maybe I've got a test coming up or a scan and rather than uh, envisioning everything bad that can happen with that scan because clearly uh, I'd already been through that and that's kind of what my body learned quickly was that you know nothing good came from a scan I had to re stop and rethink about okay a scan can go well and I'm gonna hope that that's the case I'm going to um, I'm going to make a plan that I'll be prepared if I need to execute it, but I'm not going to 
consume all of my energy worrying about what comes next. Um, I know that my thoughts become my actions and my actions become, you know, my truth. And so really backing that up and thinking about it. Um, so I envisioned good things happening. I was thinking about this the other day, um, not so much in a cancer way, because I've been fortunate to not have that be at the top of my concerns lately. Uh, but for me, it's been more of a career type of situation. And I've been really, I've been making some moves and changing some things up in the last year. And this next move that I'm anticipating making, I was thinking, oh, I really want this particular thing to happen. I want to be able to do, you know, this, this thing for the summer or whatever. And um, there's a part of me sometimes that this, it started to happen and I didn't respond to it. I didn't, and it, and that became almost like it, it bothers me like a guilt thing. Like I'm stopping myself from moving forward or I'm sabotaging myself even, but um, in the last couple of days, there was another occurrence where the, it, the situation came up again and I responded to it and everything was positive about it. So um, the cool thing about that is that I immediately recognized this is me hoping, my hope and my envisioning what's coming next, coming coming true, coming to fruition. Um, and I think that acknowledging that is so important too. So when I think about hope, I think about envisioning things. I think, I think about speaking them, writing them down, and then recognizing them. So uh, I think maybe the order is a little bit different. I think it's usually envisioning, writing them down, speaking them. And when I say speaking them, it means that I am talking about uh, what I'm hopeful for or what I'm working towards uh, to trust to people I trust, to people that I know are not going to squelch um, that hope and that are even going to kind of add to it rather than detract from it. So envisioning, uh, writing it down, speaking it, and then recognizing when it comes, right? And a lot of times that's that's where I think gratitude comes in. When we talk about gratitude, that's recognizing that things are there are things to be helpful or hopeful for, um, and that they are occurring through our our daily um, our daily lives. So I know that it's hard with cancer to have hope. Um, but I do believe it's possible. And sometimes um, it's just, it, it is really retraining our brain uh, to maybe not react to some of those cues that it's, it um, has kind of been injured from in the past and re, reteaching it how to do things. The other thing I have been thinking about when it comes to hope, there's this uh, quote by Brendan Bouchard, who, if, you've, if you want some hope, just 
like Google him, you know, he's on YouTube and everything else. But my goodness, his uh, he's a he's a great speaker and he has a lot of good things to say about, um, you know, having hope moving forward, you know, living kind of a, a big life. Um, but one thing that I was thinking about was um, he talks about a power plant doesn't have energy. It generates energy. And he, when he's talking about this, he's talking about um, kind of with exercise, right? Like how it's, you know, when you move, you then uh, create more energy to move, right? It, and, but that's also true about our thoughts, right? And with about hope. <laughs> um, it's how do you generate hopeful thoughts? How do you generate um, this, this ability to see the good in things or um, look for it even throughout despair, right? Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to be like in a marvelous mood all the time or that you're going to be, that everything's going to go right. It's just the thought that even when things maybe aren't going great, you're looking for the opportunity to see something uh, that could change that and make it better. And be, um, you're looking for the, the kind of the ray of sunshine in the darkness, right? Um, how do you, I was thinking about how could I generate hope and how I did generate hope every day. Uh, it's certainly not by uh, letting my mind keep going uh, with those, the negativity. It's not by surrounding myself with people who are also in a terrible situation. It's not by lamenting over things that aren't going right. Um, it's, you find hope by looking for it. And there's a lot of ways to do that. Um, you can listen to a podcast that's encouraging. You can, you can think about hope, right? Find somebody who's talking about, um, yeah, things that are hopeful, things that are good, right? You can do a meditation. I mean, again, Google's amazing, right? Um, not an ad, but like Google, uh, help full healing meditation. And if you don't like the first one, look for another one, right? Um, you could, you could write a meditation, you could listen to it, you could read it, however, however that is helpful to you. Um, or a, vis a visualization, which those a lot of times are more specific, and they kind of take you on a path. Uh, both Lori and I talked about doing them. We actually were both uh, doing them specifically to the medicines we were on um, or to, you know, our treatment um, and different parts of it. Uh, it doesn't have to be uh, that specific, but it does need to, you need to be able to connect with it. So use words that are um, strong for you. We use words or find words that are um, inspiring and empowering. Um, look for, you know, a voice if you're listening to something that just sits well with you, um, that you really connect to. And give yourself 
um, the time and the ability to really connect to it. I'm a mom. I have, my kids are older now. Uh, you've heard us talk about our dogs. We have two dogs. I think it's amazing how tuned in your family can be to you looking for kind of a quiet place to go and retreat and maybe do something like this. So I'm just saying, like, seek out uh, that time and space and the energy to do this kind of work. Um, and I, things are going to work against you. Even when the kids aren't here, uh, the dogs will be moving around. Or the UPS man comes up the driveway. Or whatever it is. But you know what? Keep guarding that time with yourself to help you generate hope and um, inspiration to move you forward. Eat five minutes, two minutes, which is helpful, right? Um, but know that you're worth it. It's worth it to do this work and you're worth it. Uh, and even when you're sick and you don't feel good, you can still think about, you know, you can think about something positive and you can think about generation generating hope. If you're feeling well enough to go for a walk or to do something like that, I find that physical movement um, generates for me so much hope and also ideas, right? And when ideas come, then you can really think, grab onto those and they can help you move forward. Um, eating, eating something good for yourself can generate hope, right? I did that. I'm, I'm proud of myself and say it like my body's working for me. I'm working with my body. My body knows what to do, right? It's not, it's, it's all about kind of how you're going to reference this. Um, and some days are going to be harder than others. I get that. I totally get that. And some days you're not going to do this at all. And that's okay. But you know what? Even through that, trust your body to carry you through. Trust your your faith or your um, you just your knowing to be able to get through hard times and pick it back up when you're feeling a little better. Don't ever give up on hope. Um. I just talked about this a little bit. Tell yourself you're doing a good job. Believe in yourself. Talk to your body. Jen Hatmaker, I'm wearing her hat today. It says fierce on it. Um, again, dress away. You want to feel, right? Like all of these things are hopeful. But Jen has um, has a, a book that I think it's fierce, free, and full of fire. She talks about um, her body, and she calls it a she, and, a, and she references it and thanks it. And I've thought about that when I read her book for the first time a couple years ago. I, you know, for about how thankful I am to my body for carrying me through so much stuff. And I get it. I could look at that a different way. I could be mad at my body for allowing cancer. I could do, be all of these things. But instead, I've just chosen, I, I'm just really thankful for how tough and strong and uh, willing to persevere my body has been. And um, 
And I'm thankful for that. And I just, I, you know, there's, I, you know, I could never have, I never expected any of this to happen to me. But, um, man, I feel like my body's like stepped up again and again and again. And I don't, I'm not fearful for how it will react to adversity. It's pretty used to it and it's pretty good. It's pretty good at taking care of it. So, um, if you're a faith person, and I'll tell you, I mean, I, we can talk about this more some other time. My faith has been, I think, a little bit, it's been, there's been some ups and downs with it. Um, but it's not really related to my faith as much as it's related to kind of church issues. So um, when I say, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about praying. Um, and I believe, I do believe in prayer. But I, um, I, oh, how do I say this? I believe in, in prayer as a partnership with God. And for me, that means um, not those platitudes that I was talking about at the beginning. Not that, um, oh man, I hope this works out. I, I believe in prayer more in a, um, a conversation with God and, um, and me putting myself out there to say, I'm, I'm here to partner with you. I'm here to, uh, to do what I can do. Um, I'm, I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have all the words for this to talk about it. Um, and, and I think that there's, I don't know how much of a difference there is between praying and that track in my head um, that goes on all the time anyway. So I just believe in using all of my thoughts, but for good, um, recognizing when, when I'm getting off track or when fear or worry or something else is taking over. Um, but, you know, if you have a relationship with God, I believe that God wants us to show up. And I believe that um, sometimes the greatest, you know, stories uh, happen because of people who didn't know enough and weren't smart enough, or the smartest or the strongest or the whatever. Like, those are the stories, right? Um, that, that really uh, inspire us all. And um, I don't know. I think there's a lot to that. And I'm probably going to continue to wrestle with, with <laughs> my faith. Uh, but I don't think it's so much wrestling with my faith as, as wrestling with how people uh, like to use their faith to uh, what I, I feel like hurt other people. But when I look at it just from a um, hopeful stance, uh, I believe I believe it's rather than a lamenting or a crying out, it's a I'm showing up kind of situation for me. So before I let you go, I just want you to know that I think I think that there's a huge role that you can play in 
um, hoping for the best, right? But I also think that uh, you, as with everything in cancer, like it's your body, it's your thoughts, you get to decide how things kind of play out a little bit and um, rather than you reacting to other people. So uh, don't let your thoughts, um, when you're feeling hopeful, <laughs> if you're feeling, uh, when you're feeling like, okay, I, I know when you're listening to that intuition about how to move forward with cancer, and um, and you're kind of hearing that plan of what you're going to do and how to do it. I just want you to have hope in that plan. And if you are sharing that with people who um, are poo-pooing it or who are, you know, encouraging you not to be too hopeful, um, I would just challenge you to to push back on that. It's okay. Uh, to scare people a little bit <laughs> with your hope. And that might sound really weird, but I, I, having lived with this for so long and here, I've heard so many people say so many things um, where I'll say, when my scan comes back clear and somebody will say, if, and I'm like, no, mm -mm, I'm not doing that. It's when, you know, so it's okay to have that courage to, um, to be positive and hopeful. And honestly, if it doesn't work out with a statement like that, who cares? Make a new plan, right? Like it's not, um, it's, it's not a false hope. We've talked about that a little bit. It's not um, detrimental. <laughs> it's, it's, I think, a good way to move forward with cancer, to be hopeful about, um, healing, to be hopeful about, um, you know, making some plans. It's, you know, all of those things, they're good things. And we, cancer shouldn't be the death of dreams, right? Cancer um, is enough on its own, right? So, um, and, oh, I know there's a, a million different ways to do this. Um, but having spoken with Lori recently and talked about that, I was talking about that with my husband about just some of the similarities between us. And a lot of it, I think did come back to, uh, hoping and dreaming and believing and, um, generating the thoughts and the actions um, throughout our journey. So I am, um, I'm so glad you guys are following along and listening. And I would love to hear, um, any kind of comments and questions that you have. And, um, I just want you to know that I am cheering for you and I know it's tough. I know that this is tough, but I believe, I believe in you. And I believe, um, that, there's good days ahead. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here after all these years, after all these tears I shed. I'm still here.
And I'm walking this earth like I should be There was days that I didn't know if I would be Yeah, yeah Now I stand tall with my feet in the ground And my head in the clouds Cause I'm still here Like I should be Yeah, yeah, like I knew that I could be Here we go, here we go everyone. I hope you loved this episode of I'm Still Here, and I wouldn't want you to miss out on what comes next. So be sure to rate, review, and follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, especially if you found it helpful. We need all the shares, likes, stars, and love we can get. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave your comments and questions, and we'll incorporate them into future episodes. Have a great day.